Welcome into College Golf Talk. Brentley Romine here, my co-host Steve Burkowski, currently out at the Southwestern Invitational, enjoying some of those Santa Ana winds in Westlake Village, California. He'll blow back in eventually as co-host, but for now I've replaced him with a guest who is infinitely better at golf, infinitely cooler. She's a sophomore at the University of Southern California, last year as a freshman, a first-team All-American, and she'll be competing again this April in the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And with that said, I'm thrilled to welcome in via Mari Avery to College Golf Talk. Amari, how goes it? Everything is good. Thanks for having me. So I understand you're at North Ranch right now. You should uh, find my beloved co-host and uh, give him a hard time during the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to track down Burko and find him in the next hour or so. So has anyone called you the Amari Avery before or is, is this the first? No, yeah, I've gotten this a few times. Um, don't know if it's my favorite. I just kind of prefer Amari, but um, <laughs> it's it's fun. <laughs> what, are your, what do your teammates call you? Uh, well, my coach calls me the kid. Um, <laughs> I like that then, one. I like the kid. Yeah, that's a good one. And then my teammates call me Mari or Mari, who just kind of goes through. New one every week. <laughs> Now, when they want to get under your skin, do they call you Tigress? And for those who don't know, Netflix documentary as a kid, the short game, you were one of the stars in that. That was your mm -hmm. nickname for, gosh, seven, eight years, something like that. Uh, do they call you that every once in a while when they want to get you a little riled up? Oh, for sure. They love to abandon, or I'm sorry, they love to abuse that word and that name. But um, honestly, it's okay. They're some of my closest friends, so I'll let them use it from time to time. Now, you've, you've definitely outgrown that nickname, but I think you've also been impressive in the way that you've dealt with all the expectations. Um, I just, I'm curious, how much of a challenge was that to deal with that early hype from a young age and still be able to have success now midway through your sophomore year of college? I mean, yeah, I think it's a lot to put a, that kind of pressure on an eight-year-old kid, but um, I've been in the spotlight, I guess, for ever since I started playing golf, so um, I kind of had to get used to it quick, and um, it's been a blast so far. I can't really say anything bad about it, so um, so it's keeping me relevant. So, <laughs> well, I would say you're you're relevant without that. Um, <laughs> Trying. <laughs> if you had to go back, would you do anything differently, or would you hope that your parents did anything differently with that? Honestly, no. Um, I don't really believe in regrets or things like that. So, um, I'm glad that we went through that, and that's kind of been my life. So. I've loved this ever. Yeah. I think many, many regard you as the future face of black golf, maybe even the current face of women's black golf or college black golf. But I'm curious, how, how do you view yourself? Because that's the most important thing. Honestly, um, I kind of just want to be the future of women's golf. Um, I think golf shouldn't be about color or gender or anything. Um, but obviously, I take great pride in kind of leading the, um, about being one of the first black women to do some of the things I've accomplished in college golf and amateur golf. So obviously I take great pride in that, but um, I just want to change women golf, women's golf as it is. Now, remind me, there was a time last year at Augusta, there was a little kid following you. I think he was a family friend. He's a big golfer. Remind me what his name was 
and maybe update us on his his golf status and and how he's playing. I don't know if I remember. Um, mm-hmm. You guys might remember better than me, but um, maybe it was Matthew. I think I'm so. Sure. Yeah, it might have so. been Matthew Vital. Um, I think he just played in the APGA tournament over at Tory a couple days ago. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it went for him, but I'm pretty proud of him, and he's been moving up the junior ranks pretty well. Mm-hmm. So let's get into NIL, name, image, and likeness. Are you still the second highest NIL earner at USC, or, or have you been been supplanted a little bit? Honestly, I think I might have been surpassed. <laughs> we have a lot of good uh, football players at our school, and obviously they're making a ton of deals and a lot of money. Um, but I would say I'm somewhere in the top five, which is good enough for me. <laughs> hey, it's, imp- it's, it's impressive for a golfer, right, male or oh, female? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just just talk about the the process um, of that and and getting used to the rules and um, what what current sponsors do you have and what's it been like working uh, with those those companies right now? Yeah. So right now uh, the biggest company that I have is Nike. Um, I've been signed to them since last May. So um, it's been a treat. Uh, that was probably my biggest dream uh, to be a part of that company and be an athlete, um, a Nike athlete. So um, that's probably my biggest one, but I've had a few. Um, I've had Bank of America. Um, I've done one with Angel City FC, which is a local uh, soccer club in LA. Um, Was able to get out to a game a couple months ago and I hope to go back this season. And then um, I've got some pretty good ones upcoming. I'm excited to share the details soon, but um, for now that's all I got. Hopefully you can come back on and uh, break break that news when it's it's available for people. How are your soccer skills? Oh, uh, not very good. I'm a not lot better good. with my hands than I am with my feet. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You're probably are, are you are you athletic, like fast, like shifty, or would you be more of a defender? You know what? I'd be more of a defender. I kind of like to guard people and hit people. <laughs> so I don't I don't think I'd be fast enough to keep up. But um, I can be, maybe be a goalie. <laughs> What's it like being a Nike athlete? Take us through maybe particular obligations that you've had in your time, you know, under their umbrella. Um, what's maybe uh, something that you've done, whether it's a outing or an event or commercial or anything like that? What's kind of the coolest thing you've done with them so far? Um, I actually haven't really done anything big yet. Um I know I'm scheduled to go to the headquarters soon and kind of get a tour there, but no commercials yet, nothing big yet. But I guess the only really obligation that I have is to wear Nike when I'm just playing any other amateur event outside of school. So, um, and I'm happy to do that. So um, nothing big yet, but I'll let you know. Now you were in a Bank of America commercial though, right? Yes. How, how many times have people sent that to you via text <laughs> or, or online? Way too many people. I mean, it's like, it's nice to hey, be on a commercial. Yeah, I know. It's, I think it's still running. It might still be running. Um, there's some people that work for our football team that have seen it while they've been at games. So didn't know that it would ever go that far, but um, it was a really good commercial. Now, how has NIL, has that impacted you staying in school as long as you have, or even going to school? Does that, does that have any small impact or, or no? I think it has a huge impact on whether uh, or how long I stay in school. Um, I mean, even before I wasn't really planning on going to school, I was just going to turn pro at 18. And um, and I always kind of always in the picture with me, at least in my recruitment process. So 
you know, I figured, oh, I'll just give it a semester and we'll just take it semester by semester. But um, so far, the NIL has been good. And honestly, I don't see any reason to rush out onto the tour. Um, I think it'll always be there. And um, I've been developing my game a lot while I've been here at school. So, um, you know, the sky's the limit. We'll see. And um, I've been really loving my time. And I think I can get better and better each year. Now, we'll, we'll shift to uh, probably a player that you have in your crosshairs right now, and that's Rose Zhang of Stanford. She's also a sophomore. Um, you're trying to catch her maybe in NIL, but definitely on the golf course right now. I guess, first off, how much should someone like me or golf fans appreciate what Rose has been able to do in the amateur game? Oh, I think they should take great appreciation what she's done for the game. Um, honestly, I think she's changed women's amateur golf um, from what it was to, to what it is now. Um, when you think of women's amateur golf, I, I think most people think Rose Zhang. And so um, she's a great competitor and she's someone that I definitely look up to. And um, we've been best of friends since I was eight. So, I mean, I've been competing with her ever since the junior ranks. Um, and I hope to keep doing it until for many years to come. What was Rose like as an, as an eight-year-old? <laughs> she was pretty much the same. She's basically kicking <laughs> everybody's butt. Um, but she does it with grace, and um, she's one of the nicest people I know. Now, not to put you on the spot, but could you give us any uh, maybe slightly embarrassing tidbit about Rose that maybe we don't know? Because we see this, you know, superhuman golfer, stoic, just so poised. Is there maybe Does she have a goofy side to her at all? Oh, 100%. I mean, she, yeah. she laughs probably more than I do, and I'm laughing like 24-7. So... <laughs> Um, I don't really have any like embarrassing stories about her. I, I do remember one though. She got stung by a bee on like on her thumb in a tournament, uh, and she had to withdraw. And it was just the funniest thing ever because her thumb was like as big as her hand. So <laughs> that one was funny. But I mean, I mean, she gave someone another, someone else another chance to win. So. <laughs> D- but, Derek Radley and the Oregon Ducks are currently uh, looking into buying a. A beehive. That's the only way it seems like teams are going to stop Rose. Uh, That's the only way right, right now. But so I, I talked to your head coach Justin Silverstein uh, this this morning, and he gave me some some good topics to kind of go over you with, or go over with you. Um, I hear that as it relates to Rose, you really want to overtake her as the number one amateur in the world amateur golf ranking. How do you do that, or how do you go about making sure that happens while she's still amateur? Honestly, I think it's just a process. Um, she's been number one in pretty much every rank since we've known each other. And um, she's a really good golfer. And I don't see any end in sight with that. Um, but that honestly just kind of drives me more. I know how good she is. I know how much better, she, how much better she'll become. Um, but that just gives me the drive to want to do more. Like if she's working 10 hours a day, I'm going to try and work 20. Like, you know, like um, she honestly just pushes me and I'm pretty sure everyone else to be the best that they can be. And um one of my biggest dreams is to be the number one amateur in the world. So ever since I came to college, so um, she keeps driving us and um, I'm going to keep trying. And as long as we're in the amateur ranks. Now I go over this with a lot of my guests, but um, let's do strengths and weaknesses in your golf game. What, what would you consider to be your greatest strength out there on the course? Uh, I want to say just uh, my driving of the ball and maybe my grit. Um, I've been dubbed by a lot of people as a fighter and I can, I never give up on the course. And I think that's gotten me really far in the game of golf. And weaknesses. (laughs) 
I, I mean, I got to. It's fair, right? I mean, I'm sure you got something that I'm, you want to improve. I'm, I'm trying to not have any, but, you know, everyone does. Um, but I would say probably my chipping. Um, it's not really something I've ever really had to utilize. I've always been a long hitter and um, I've had short shots into every green. So not really something I've had to worry about. But when I do, it's kind of a little bit iffy. But um, that's what I mean by college golf. I, I think I've been getting better and better every semester. So um, the goal is to make, turn that uh, weakness into a strength and turn my strengths into more strengths. Now, for those who haven't been to the USC campus, there's a little short game area, a bunker, and a green behind the center field fence of the baseball stadium. Yeah. How much time do you spend out there compared to uh, maybe some of the great courses that, that you guys get to play uh, as, as Lady Trojans? Uh, honestly, I don't spend a lot of time there. Uh, when I did live on campus, I lived probably like 100 yards from the short game area, so I was there almost every night. Uh, but now that I live off campus, it's a little bit difficult to – get back and get over there. But um, I, I use it a lot and I try to really focus when I'm there during campus practices. But um, a goal of mine is to try and get there a little bit more during the semester and find breaks in between classes to just work on my short game. What's the latest you've spent on that green? Oh, I've been there probably like around nine or 10 o'clock at night <laughs> when I lived on campus. Ever during a baseball game? Oh no! Oh no! Every 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 time we go there, there's like three baseballs on the on the green. So I'm okay, and they make pretty big dents. So I don't think that would go over too well if, if it hit me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you if you guys have uh, have any any helmets available to you as 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 golfers. Yeah. But um, what, so one thing. So I was on campus. Gosh, it's been six years now with Justin Suh and former head coach yeah. of the men's team, Chris Zambri. Justin was actually the assistant for the men then. And I got to see kind of the analytics side, all the testing that USC has has been known for over the last, gosh, decade or so. Um, how how has that made you a better player? And I guess first off, let's just start. Were you an, an analytical person before you got to USC? No, absolutely not. I was just kind of more of a straightforward girl. Um, didn't really think too much about the data, but. Uh, coming to school, that was definitely a shocker, but I did know going going in what it was going to be like, and I think it's really transformed my game for the better. Yeah, there, there's a cool story that Justin told me where through the testing that they do, they determine that you might hit your putts a little bit too hard. <laughs> do you still hit them a little too hard, or, or uh, do, you, do you consider that a strength now? Uh, it's, it's working to be a strength. It's Speed has never been my strong suit, um, but like I said, it's been getting better and better. And um, now I feel proud of myself every time I hit a good a good putt with speed, especially when jo- uh, Justin's watching. Um, I'm like, look, Justin, look! <laughs> I had good speed, but um, I'm working on it, and I'm sure it'll get better. <laughs> I would always argue that it's better to hit it past the hole because right. you know what it's doing coming back. It's better than to right. leave it short. And yeah, I would, I would never 100%. leave short. <laughs> What, what's the saying? You miss 100% of the putts you leave short? Yeah, that's exactly so, the saying. Yeah, screw, that's my screw, motto. Screw analytics, you know. Yeah, who cares, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> now, let's go back to your driving real quick. Greyhawk, as everyone knows by now, is not a course where you hit a lot of drivers. I understand you hit maybe four drivers. Was that total or, or a round or, or, or what was it last year? Yeah, that, I think it's maybe three or four drivers around. Um, mm-hmm. So not a lot of drivers, more, a lot of hybrids, a lot of three woods. Um, but yeah, for a long hitter, you got to lay up a lot. 
how would you sum up your performance there last year? Uh, it definitely didn't meet my expectations, that's for sure. But um, honestly, I think I was just tired. Um, my first season as a Trojan and first season in college. So it was it was a lot, and I played some really good golf. But I think by the time I got to Greyhawk, I was just kind of burned out a little bit and didn't really have much left in the tank. But um, I've got some more experience now, and I can't wait to go back and see what we can do. How are you making sure that you're staying as fresh as possible during the season now, now that you have – that semester or two semesters now under your belt, how do you make sure, what do you do um, to, to recharge? Honestly, I just try and rest whenever I can. Um, it's very hustle and bustle, college golf. Um, you're, you're traveling for a week at a time and then you're coming back and you have X amount of assignments to make up. It's, it's a tough life and it's hard, but I mean, just trying to find that balance and getting rest whenever I can is the only way I think we can recharge. Mm-hmm. Justin also said that you're not necessarily a morning person. Is is that right? So you love your sleep, apparently. I do love my sleep. I try and take as many naps as I possibly can. And yeah, I hate waking up at 530 every morning, but you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, you did it this morning, right? You were out at Palos Verdes this morning practicing, came back for a little school, jump on college golf time. You've had a busy day. You, you, you might, yeah. you might need, uh, we, we might need to call Justin and uh, see if he can excuse you from, from practice tomorrow. No, yeah, but I mean, we were qualifying at Trump today. It's so not PV, but we had our final round of qualifying for PV, and um, luckily it went well. I haven't been playing well at Trump recently, so <laughs> that was good, and got some schoolwork in and some classes, and then um, came here. So let's go way, way back, even before short game. For those who don't know, how did you get involved in the game growing up? Where where'd you learn the game? Where'd you play? Um, and, and what are your, some of your, your earliest memories? Uh, yeah, so I started playing golf when I was three. Um, I lived in Anaheim at the time, which is in Orange County. And um, I would go to Long Beach, a course called Hartwell. Uh, Tiger used to play there a lot, too, when he was younger. Um, and that's kind of where I got started. And then I moved to Riverside when I was probably five or six. And then um, just kind of played at local courses around there. But uh, some of my earliest memories of starting golf was uh, when I got my first hole in one when I was five. Um, that was really exciting. It was on the first hole at Hartwell. So um, I think that was kind of one of the major factors that made me really love golf and made it exciting for me. So you're, you're going to hate me for this. Um, <laughs> but was, was that another one of the correlations or the parallels between you and Tiger? Same, remind yeah. me, same hole, You first hole in one on the same hole? Uh, no, I think first hole in one, just at the same course. I think it was on his was on ten, I believe. But um, yeah, mine was on one. <laughs> I got it done pretty fast. <laughs> and then you share a birthday with him, right? Yes, December thirtieth. Well, happy uh, belated birthday! I guess it's been a month. So yeah, <laughs> thank you. Now describe how influential you know Tiger's dad was obviously very influential in him learning the game. How how influential was your dad, Andre? Uh, he's very influential. I think, um, he's the only reason why, um, I've become this good in the game of golf and, um, while I continue to work at doing that, but, um, he's a big impact on my life. And I honestly, I know like junior golf is tough. I mean, everyone kind of goes through the quarrels of junior golf, but now that I'm in college golf, I've really seen, um, like the blessings that it was to go through that, through that hard stuff. And, um, now he's even more uh, supportive than he ever was before. Now that I'm in college and he sees that I'm growing up. So um, it's been fun. and I love having my dad on my, by my side. 
Yeah, I, I got to walk with him a little bit last year at the ANWA. And I mean, fairly, and, and, and your dad will admit this, you know, he caught a lot of criticism for the short game and kind of how he was portrayed and how he acted. Um, but, you know, all indication is, and especially spending time with him and watching you play, he's grown up probably more than you have over yes. these last 15 or so years. How has your relationship with him changed from, you know, being Tigress on the short game to now being one of the best amateurs in the world and one of the best women's golfers, period? Yeah, we've definitely gotten closer. Um, I didn't think that we could ever get that much closer. But um, like I said, as I've grown up, he's um, been even more supportive of my dreams. And um, it's his dream, too. So, I mean, that's what we kind of built on. And um, we're not going to stop until we get there. And then when we do get there, we're going to keep going. And speaking of, of junior golf, how, how close were you to just turning pro? And why why did you end up deciding to go to school and ultimately pick USC? Yeah, I was I was extremely close to turning pro. Um, the goal was always 18, but I mean, uh, like the likes of Lexi Thompson, who turned pro way earlier than 18. I mean, my dad always had that on his radar, too. And he tried to get me to turn pro earlier, but I mean, I think we both knew I wasn't ready. And um, at 18, we were, I was ready to go and then COVID hit. So that kind of set us back a little bit. And we were like, we got to reevaluate our life and what that's going to look like for me and for my family and, uh, school looked like the best option. And now I get to live my life here at USC and I've, I've had a blast. Now at that moment, had you done any research about going to college? Had you taken any visits? Had you had any, any conversations, um, or were you basically just like, I'm pro, all of a sudden, now I got to rush and figure out where I want to go to school? Oh, uh, well, no, I definitely took visits. Um, you know, you got to you gotta play it safe. And um, I had a lot of, uh, fortunately, I had a lot of schools that were um, interested in me. And um, my top three schools were Stanford, USC, and UCLA. So um, I knew I wanted to stay in California if I did. And um, ultimately, I, I felt like USC was the home for me. And it was it's only an hour from campus, so close enough for my dad to come get me if he <laughs> if he wants to. But it's also close enough to see my little sister Alana and hang out with her. Has he needed to come get you at all? I mean, are you getting into <laughs> trouble? You're not getting into trouble. No, I'm an angel. Why would he come get yeah, me? Exactly. <laughs> so you said Stanford was one of your top three. Not to slight any of your current teammates, but I think I speak for everyone. Um, just imagining a lineup with Amari Avery, Rosang. Rachel Heck, Mega Gane, yeah. um, that's that's pretty scary. So I think yeah. uh, every other team in college golf, and certainly Justin and uh, Tiffany and the rest of the Trojans are glad that you picked USC. Um, speaking of turning pro versus college, now that you've made your decision and you're in college and you're now midway through your second year, what advice would you have to the next stud junior um, about – whether you know if they're weighing whether to turn pro or or end up going to school yeah honestly I would just say do whatever your heart tells you um I mean if I could do it over again I would still go to school but um I don't think there's any problem with turning pro at you know the young age of 18 it's if you're ready and you think you are then I think you should go out there and pursue your dream um but for me uh, I had other circumstances like COVID that um kind of held me back but I mean um, I've had a blast here at school, but it, like I said, it's not for everybody. Um, it can be a lot. It's, it's a lot to handle and, but so is turning pro and that's, 
that's a tough life as well. So it's kind of just weighing your options and seeing um, what's best for you. I've been beating this drum for a couple years now because the men have PGA Tour University and now they have the PGA Tour University accelerated where a guy like Gordon Sargent, if he does enough things to earn enough points, he could potentially turn pro after a sophomore year. How much does the women's game need that? I think it would be, I mean, greatly beneficial if we had that. I mean, um, I think it would help out a lot just from, I mean, we play so well in some of these tournaments and it, it counts to something, but it doesn't really count towards like turning pro or anything like that. And um, to see the men like get points like that and to see someone like Gordon, Gordon, who's such a great player um, to have that opportunity at some point, maybe um, that's really cool. And I think we could really benefit from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. College golf. It's a little bit different from other college sports. They don't have a draft. I know you're, <laughs> you're very um, outgoing. You're friends with a lot of other athletes at SC, Caleb Williams, uh, star football player. Um, there's so many great athletes there. I mean, Simone Jackson, who plays soccer. What's that been like just getting to rub elbows with all of these greats in their respective sports? Yeah, it's, it's super cool. I mean, you know, for me, when I'm on the golf course, it's, uh, there's a lot of, oh my God, it's Amari. Like, can we get a picture? And like, to me, that just kind of seems normal. And then you meet athletes like that who get the same thing in their sport. It's, um, it's kind of something that we bond over and that, um, and some of these, these athletes are really cool. I love being friends with them. I love hanging out with them and especially having classes with them. You got you kind of get to know them on a personal level. And all of a sudden you don't see them as like Caleb Williams, like Heisman QB, like you just see him like, that's just Caleb. And <laughs> And so it's cool to have them as friends, and um, we've we've all gotten pretty close. Who would you say you're closest with from another sport? Uh, I would have to say like some girls on lacrosse and some girls on water polo. Mm -hmm. um, I lived with some water polo girls uh, last spring, so I've kind of gotten to know some of their team, and um, that's been really cool. But everyone is super close at school. Um, I'm really close with a lot of the football players. They love golf. Um, so they, um, any chance they get, they're always texting me, like, when are we going out? Like, when can I play? So um, that's really fun. And we kind of just all bond over our sport. Now, have you granted any of those wishes to play golf? Or you let yes. you keeping them uh, at arm's, arm's length for now? Some of them I'm keeping at arm's length for other, <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, did, I did just grant one to um, Kyle Ford. Uh, he used to be one of our wide receivers, but he just graduated and transferred to UCLA. So, unfortunately, <laughs> but I just took him out uh, on Friday and we went to Top Golf and played the par three course with uh, my teammate Michaela and her boyfriend, who's on the baseball team. Uh, so that was really fun and just kind of got to bond over that. Of course, I beat him. <laughs> we'll just get that out of the way. But uh, yeah, it was really fun and they love golf. Now, I think we talked about this, whether it was last year or at, at, at some point, because you mentioned you lived with water polo players. Believe it or not, I, I played water, water polo yeah. in college, club water polo. Um, haven't been in a pool really since, uh, to be honest. But have you been to a match yet? Have, have you seen water polo played in person? So remember how I said I was going to go? <laughs> and you never did. I never ended up going, um, but they are playing really well right now. Our men's water polo is number one in the country, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then I think our women's water polo is number two. So they're pretty good. And I am excited to go see one soon, hopefully, but our schedule is about to get pretty busy soon. So we'll see. So if you feel like your legs aren't strong enough, grab one of those Zephyr Hills, like 
you know, that they go upside down and, yep. and, and you get water from them, grab one of those empty, go into the pool and into the deep end and fill that bad boy up and then lift it above your head and try to tread water until the water all funnels out. It's the best lower body workout you could ever have. I'd probably collapse, but <laughs> I, I think you would, you would surprise yourself. But uh, okay. so that, that was totally random, but you know, let's just keep the randomness going. We'll close the podcast uh, with some just random questions uh, that I kind of just came up with out of the top of my head. But the first is what's your, what's your favorite snack when traveling with the team? Oh, this is really bad, <laughs> but I love hot Cheeto puffs. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I used to, uh, our old assistant coach used to have Katie go um, get that from the store whenever she um, asked what we wanted. And uh, me and my teammate Bree would always ask for hot Cheeto puffs. And now I'm about to get Tiff on that as soon as we start at PV. So <laughs> watch Is this out, a Tiff. pre-round? Is this a pre-round oh, no. thing to where? No. <laughs> so it's no, not like, but... uh, yeah. No, this is a post-round little okay. snack after. Yeah. If you play poorly, do, does Justin hold the Cheetos hostage or? No, he can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, he can't. Um, top three music artists right now, or maybe of all, let's just do all time. He's it, it, kind of been, uh, maybe not inspiration, but um, I don't know how good of a singer or guitar player you are, but uh, your, your top three music artists. Uh, I would have to say Beyonce for sure. Uh, Drake. And then I guess one of my more recents would have to be like Rod Wave. He's more of like an R&B uh, musician. So he's really cool and um, kind of gets the vibes flowing for, for pre-round uh, warm-up. Are, are you a concert person? Do you like going to concerts or you rather just uh, fire up the Spotify? And So I've actually never been to a concert until I think last semester I went to a Kendrick Lamar concert um so that was my first, first one. concert yeah it was really good he's a great performer and um but that was my first one I'm not a big concert person I'm more of just kind of put my airpods on and vibe out <laughs> favorite golf club in your bag although I think I know the answer but maybe second favorite behind the driver <laughs> yeah so driver's first and then um I'd have to say my six iron that thing never fails me <laughs> Really? Because people, Never. some people say seven iron, but six iron. Six iron. Every time I whip that bad boy out of my club, I know where it's going. And it's ever, it's never really let me down ever. You've had a lot of success. What's your proudest moment on the golf course today? Um, I would have to say uh, my annual performance uh, last year. It was probably... It was just nice to, after the first year, uh, missing the cut by one, um, to kind of bounce back like that and hold the lead at one point uh, during the final round and really just get to play Augusta. Um, ever since that tournament came to be, it was one of my biggest dreams to play in the final group and even just play Augusta. So um, that's, you know, I think to till date, that is probably one of my favorite moments on the course. And um, well, let's, let's see how we finish uh, this year. Now, I, I want to follow up on that. We can get rid of the random questions. I think we're more interested in Augusta National than uh, hot Cheetos. But um, <laughs> what's, what's one thing that you've learned from playing that course that you're anxious to get back out there and see if you can do it better this time around? Yeah, on it, I think um, Augusta is a lot easier than one would think. 
Um, but that doesn't mean you can't make a lot of mistakes um, and mis making those mistakes pretty fast. Um, that was kind of one of my downfalls in the final round is um, I kind of I capitalized on a lot of my good shots, but I also uh, made a lot of mistakes uh, all throughout the round, which kind of cost me. Um, and it kind of made me have to um, grind out on the last couple holes to try and uh, win. But um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But um, it's one of it's one of the easier courses you'll play, but it's just um, you kind of have to stay in the moment and um, make the best decision that you can. Do you have a favorite hole? Ah, that's tough. I'm putting um, you on the spot, I know, but you are you are putting me on the spot. That's t I told you last time I couldn't even remember the holes, but <laughs> I think I think it's gonna have to be one. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really hear that a lot, but it was my favorite personally because I had. Um, because Annika was watching when we teed off in the final round. And that was really cool to hit up to honestly pipe a drive down the fairway in front of her. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I was like, I don't care how this final round goes really. But um, Annika just saw me pipe a drive down number one, that tight fairway. So I was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It, it's interesting to hear you say that um, that was your proudest moment because everyone knows you're super competitive, right? Like, you know, right. you, you have that fire to and desire to be the best. I was impressed by kind of how you handled that final round afterward. And, you know, most people I think in your position would be super disappointed outwardly and maybe look even a little pissed off. I actually thought the opposite. I was very impressed. Is that like an accurate assessment of maybe how you were feeling or were you just doing a great job kind of keeping in the, uh, the disappointment? You know, I might have been masking it a little bit. Like you said, I was, I am very competitive and I wanted to win that badly. Like I knew on 16 that one under or two under was probably going to be the end all be all. But um, walking, I mean, walking off 18 green, I couldn't help but be proud of myself. Um, I, I mean, at least I gave a run at it and um, I knew that I would have a good chance coming back the next year. So um, I did, I did appreciate it and I was very proud of myself and, I think, like you said, I handled it pretty well, but um, I could have been masking it a little bit. I was pretty upset, and um, but seeing my coach after, my parents and my little sister, that made it all better just to know that they were proud of me and um, that I accomplished a, a great feat that, that week. A few more Augusta things. How much money do you think you spent in the pro shop that week? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm actually mad because I think I spent $0. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't. Wow. Yeah, I had to leave right after, but I was fully ready to spend spend at least a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars of money. There's I don't always have. this year. There's always. Hey, you have it now. Yeah. NIL. <laughs> money I need to save. My. That's true. That's true. But um, true. I will. Pro golf I will is be expensive. in. Yeah, it is. I will be in that pro shop though this year. Mark my words. Do you have a, do you have a favorite sandwich? Because I, I would say, are you a healthy oh eater? But you. Eat flame and hot cheetos um do you have a favorite oh. sandwich <laughs> i do i do it's um i think it's a chicken salad sandwich yeah i'm gonna like disappoint a lot of people by saying this but is it the pimento cheese one mm -hmm. that's a mm -hmm. sandwich yeah i don't like that one <laughs> hey that's that is a it could be the most popular sandwich or the least pop it's almost never right. in the middle so you're not yeah. out of line for for saying that um i think the anwa winner should be able to i mean i guess it's different when you know, you might turn pro afterwards but i think the anwa winner should have a 
a say in a menu for a for the dinner or a champion's dinner. Um, I like that. I think that would be yeah. cool. If you were to win, what would you what would be like your course, right? So you have an appetizer, <laughs> a main dish, and a dessert. God, I mean, like, what do you eat for appetizers? Um, <laughs> shrimp cocktail, uh, salad, wedge wedge salads are pretty good. Yeah, we, had- yeah, okay. Like we just said, I don't eat healthy, so we're not doing salad. <laughs> you know, we can do like a little. We could do onion rings. Okay. For the appetizer, and then main course, I'm thinking just like a big old steak. <laughs> yeah, like ribeye. Ribeye. Yeah. Ribeye, I think. Yeah, ribeye. We'll just do the filet. But that's, filets aren't yeah. big. So ribeyes, you can get them pretty. Yeah, I don't know how many, like, how how much we could eat that night. So maybe we'll do mm-hmm. a filet. And then we'll do some, like, mashed potatoes or mac and cheese, whichever one you want. And then we'll throw in, like, two asparagus just to kind of get some greens <laughs> on the plate. <laughs> yeah, one or two. And dessert? then dessert. Oh, dessert. That one's kind of easy. I'm thinking the creme brulee that they have there. My first year they had creme brulee and I like, I died. I was like, this is so good. <laughs> so yeah, we're cre- going to keep that one. That's interesting. Yeah. Creme brulee, not, not my favorite, but, um, oh, you, know, man. you do you, right? I will do me. <laughs> well, awesome. Amari, uh, look forward to seeing you here in a couple months at Augusta national. Good luck to you this spring season. And, uh, thank you so much for coming on college golf talk. Yep. Thank you.